Welcome to the Kara's Cares Digital Show and Podcast, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin. So Mother's Day just passed. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Did you get what you wanted? Well, for many moms, I might not admit it, but space is what they really yearn for and so often don't have time or don't get it. So joining us now with why alone time is really crucial for our wellness is author and leadership coach, Vanessa Loader. She is the author of The Soul Solution a guide for brilliant, overwhelmed women to quiet the noise, find their superpower, and finally feel satisfied. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I think a lot of moms, you know, we sure, you want the breakfast in bed and and the clay thing that they made in art class. I got that. I really do love them. But uh, maybe we don't ask for it, and we certainly don't take it enough, which is just this idea of space or alone time which I think maybe people just think, oh, I can't have that right now. Yes. And, you know, I found that for women, if we want to fulfill our greatest potential and also just frankly reclaim our sanity, we really need to take space and time alone to be with ourselves and to have no one else to take care of except for ourselves. Yeah. So what is so healing about that alone time? Well, a lot of different things. I think you really need to be by yourself to, to understand whether or not you like the company you're keeping. You know, we can get so busy taking care of everyone else in our lives and just rushing to finish errands and get the next thing off your to-do list that we don't pause long enough to ask some bigger questions of, am I living the life I want to be living? Is my life structured the way I'd like it to be right now? Am I getting my needs met? And also taking space allows us to recharge and discover what we need to kind of fill our tank so that we have more energy for ourselves and to give to others. You know, and and I want to acknowledge that sometimes Mother's Day can be difficult. Maybe someone's mother has passed or maybe they don't have a good relationship with their mother or maybe any of that. And you say, actually, that alone time, that space is really a time to heal and release maybe some of the grief that we're carrying or emotional issues that are kind of simmering underneath. Yes, that's one of the things that I found is that we really need time and space alone to heal and to release and to let go of some of these bigger feelings. So if you've been having a hard time, whether it's on Mother's Day or even just getting through life, I mean, the last two years have been really challenging for pretty much everyone on some level. And oftentimes in our daily life, we push down those difficult emotions because we just have to get through. We have a lot of things to get done. And so when you take some space alone, sometimes that really allows the grief or the anger or the resentment that you've been squashing to come out. And that can feel a little bit scary, but it also ends up making room for joy and other positive emotions to follow. Um, You know, I know one mom who had a terrible loss in her life in the last year, and she told me, Vanessa, when my two girls are home, even if I have them in front of a show and they're happy and entertained with snacks, I can't grieve. There's something where she was holding herself together and she couldn't let herself fully collapse and let all those emotions come out when she knew there were two little human beings in the other room who might mm. depend on her. Yeah, I so get I think that. taking that piece is really important. Yeah, I get that. And I think for some women in general, whether it be two little beings or your husband or someone, you, you know, sometimes the ability to really relax and not think that someone's going to ask for something or I should be doing something else doesn't come unless you're completely alone, right? <laughs> Yes. And I would actually argue that taking space for yourself is a feminist act. 
You know, Kate Mann, who wrote a book called Down Girl, The Logic of Misogyny, talks about how there's two classes of people. There's human beings who get to be and fulfill their potential, and there's human givers who make sure that the human beings have everything they need to fulfill their potential. And if you think about the 1950s housewife or even the, the secretary when women entered the workforce, their job was to guard and protect the time of the men. So men's time has historically been very guarded and protected and women's time has not. Mm. If you go to any kid's birthday party and you look at how many times the moms are interrupted mid-conversation compared to the dads, I find this an astounding experiment, social experiment to do. Even with dual income families, the moms are interrupted all the time. It's like their time does not matter. There's no boundaries around their time and giving them space. And so this is why we have to really reclaim it because it's not something that we're culturally conditioned to take. It's not something that's given to us. And that's also why I think it's a feminist act to take some space for yourself. So how do you ask for it? In a way, I think women might be afraid to ask for that. And you don't want your kids or your spouse to feel offended. So how do you ask? You know, what's interesting is the fear of asking is usually worse than the, than the ask itself. And I have found that our partners, they really want us to be happy. So if you go to them and just say, you know what I'd really like is just a couple of hours of silence and quiet time to myself. Can you maybe take the kids out and leave me alone in the house? That would just be so nourishing for me. And it would make me so happy. Something as simple as that. I also like to make it clear, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, but there's sort of a paradox in intimacy in any intimate relationship where we both want to be close and we want to be separate. And so just naming that, you know, I said to my family on Mother's Day, what I'd really like is some quality time together with the kids and with the family and some time all by myself <laughs> to do whatever the heck I want. So you can name what you'd like and what you need. And, you know, it's okay to, have, to want both. Right, right. And I think, you know, that's probably why um, moms will often, you know, throughout history say, you know, Calgon, take me away. At least if you're retreating to the bathroom, that might be the one place, although not really with young children that people don't barge in. <laughs> but sometimes you're right that um, I think maybe your spouse or your loved ones might think, oh, I don't want to leave you alone. I'm so sorry. I, you know, they're, they're trying to do stuff for you because they don't want to leave you alone. So even claiming that that's something that you want and that they're not doing something wrong by taking everyone out and leaving you by yourself. Yeah, I, exactly. And I also encourage women to find what I call a sacred space, which could be just like a cozy nook in your house where everyone knows not to interrupt you, or it might be your favorite spot outside. Maybe there's a park nearby sitting under a certain tree and go to your sacred space and maybe bring a journal and a pen and just write like, how are you doing? What do you need in your life right now? And allow yourself that time to reflect and kind of get curious about how things are going, what you might want to change. Are there any clear requests for support that you have at this time? And that's another great way to use some of the time and space alone is to be more thoughtful and more intentional about your life so that you're not just in reactive mode, always responding to external demands and requests, but you're kind of checking in within yourself. Okay, what do I need? How am I doing? And then you make those requests to others. Yeah, and I, I know that you actually gave a TEDx talk called How to Lean In Without Burning Out. Women tend to um, overdo more than men, would you say? 
Yes, I would, but I would also say it's important to acknowledge, again, the cultural conditioning and the beliefs that we've been, that have kind of been inculcated in us that cause us to think that we need to do it all. First of all, even the question, can women have it all? Why don't we ask that question of men? I think it's because underneath, it's not implied that they need to do it all. You know, I was once giving a, a corporate talk at Salesforce to a bunch of executives. And when I walked out of the building, there was this working girls cafe in downtown San Francisco, had a sign of a woman holding a cup of coffee in one hand, a briefcase in the other hand, running in heels. <laughs> and I remember thinking, that's so messed up. I, if I saw an image of a man running, I would assume a building would have to be on fire for a man to be running somewhere. And yet this image of a working woman running in heels, it seemed totally natural and normal to me. Like, why is she running? And also, why does she have a briefcase? Because we don't really do that anymore now, do we? Um, but I think it's important to just name, these are the kinds of images that we've all been shown about what it means to be a working woman, what it means to be a mom, that you have to have octopus arms and be doing eight things at once. And so it's important to, to acknowledge that and then decide, you know what, I don't want to buy into that paradigm anymore. I'm not interested in that definition of being a successful working woman or a successful mother. Mm. That's not how I want to parent or to work. Right. I saw that a lot with, you know, even Mother's Day memes about, you know, mom is everything. She's the cook. She's the laundress. She's the cleaner. All the stuff, you know, we decided to give you the day off and look at all the people we had to bring in. But there is something uncomfortable about that image that moms should have to do all that. Yes. And I think that's why it's also, you know, I find it useful to just look at the where we've come from historically, right? And how women used to be do everything in the household, and then they got into the workforce. And now we do we do both. And so that for me, at least it can help me let go of the guilt when I look at how kind of insane the expectations are. Mm. Because I think a lot of women, our tendency is to go, well, maybe there's something wrong with me that I'm so tired that I can't get all of these things done. You know, and we go into kind of self-reproach or shame and it's, no, it's not your fault. I, to all the women out there who might be exhausted or overwhelmed, I just want to say it's not your fault and you're not alone. And there's a new way we can live our lives. It doesn't have to be with that much struggle. Um, and the more we opt into that old paradigm, the more we perpetuate it. So I think it's really important that we all start to shift the narrative about what it means to be successful, how we want to show up in our lives. Yeah, I think there's some of us who are even addicted to the badge of honor we get from, I'm overwhelmed, look at my list and I did it all. But in your book, which I think we have the cover of it, I'd love to flash it on the screen if our directors have that. It, yeah, here it is, The Soul Solution. And uh, it's a guide for brilliant, overwhelmed women to quiet the noise, find their superpower, and finally feel satisfied. I think in order to do that, you said something really important, is that we have to reframe it, we have to normalize it and not feel guilty. Because everyone talks about mom guilt, like that you're going to feel guilty, especially on Mother's Day, for asking time by yourself. Or that you're doing nothing. Doing nothing is a way to feel guilty. And yet that might be exactly what you need, uh, just laying on the couch and, as you said, watching bad TV. <laughs> That's really much doing nothing, but that might be productive for what your soul needs. Yep. And I like to joke, you know, if your partner comes in and has like a, a skating look while you're on the couch, you know, eating Cheetos, you can just look at him and go, honey, I'm helping to unchain future generations of women right now. <laughs> this is a feminist act. 
Yeah. And then just pop another Cheeto in your mouth. Well, it's interesting that we would expect it to be quite normal for a guy to be sitting on the couch on Sunday watching football eating food and that that would be culturally okay. But moms, we don't picture them sitting on the couch doing nothing. You know, every commercial is moms can't take sick day. Is moms take, you know, cold medicine and keep going anyway and Yes. And, you know, I, I mean, I literally wrote a book about this. I teach about this stuff and I have to stop myself from doing too much all the time. One of the things I say in my book is it's kind of like not scratching an itch. Like I'll try to sit on the couch and I'll look around and I'll see something that's dirty or that needs to be picked up in the living room. And I want to go clean it up. And it really is like not scratching an itch to go, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to rest on the couch and do nothing and just lie here and look at the shadow and the light on the wall that's streaming through the, you know, the leaves on the trees outside and have a peaceful, quiet moment to myself. Yeah. I mean, you raise a good point. I have, I'm, I get it. I'm that exact same person. I will sometimes probably scornfully look at my husband and be like, how could you sit here and not notice that all this needs to be done? And so that's part of it is I guess we have to be okay with that. There's maybe some mess around or stop because there's an endless to-do list. So we really have to be okay with pushing that pause button and allowing ourselves to take a time out. Yeah. And I love what you said about kind of judging your husband. There's you know, a story I tell in my book about I was leading a retreat for moms many years ago. And this one woman said her husband went to pick their child up from daycare that afternoon. And that night when they were catching up over dinner, you know, how'd it go? And he said, oh, I got, I got the time wrong. So I got there an hour early. And she said, oh, what'd you do? And he said, I got a beer. <laughs> she was like, you got a beer? At two o'clock in the afternoon before getting our son from daycare. And he said, yeah, that's a problem. And every single woman in the room was like audibly sighing in an exasperated way. And I turned to them and said, well, what would you have done if you got there an hour early? Every woman said something along the lines of, I would have shopped for diapers online. I would have gone to the grocery store nearby. I would have taken some calls for work in my car. Every woman had a list of six things she would have done if she got there an hour early. And we, I said to them, you know, instead of judging that husband, like, what is he doing getting a beer two o'clock in the afternoon? What if we actually gently, lovingly questioned ourselves? Like, what am I doing not giving myself a little space and time to just relax and do yeah. nothing? Yeah, no, they're all good points. And I want to let everyone know that, you know, this might be a great belated Mother's Day gift. You can buy it for yourself, right? We're going to treat ourselves. So you've got your book in there. And I know you've come from the corporate world, highly trained from, you know, uh, top executives and schools and all that, but kind of combining the idea of stress management with all the hamster wheelish stuff that we're doing. So I want to encourage everyone to visit you at Vanessa Loader, L-O-D-E-R.com, Vanessa Loader.com. And uh, I love that you say in your bio that um, you're often uh, with your husband and two children who remind you to take mommy timeouts when you're about to lose your marbles. So we all are about to lose our marbles sometimes, and we just need to take time out. <laughs> Very true. Yes. <laughs> all right. So VanessaLoader.com, and uh, they can follow you on social media. The book is there. And is the book out everywhere? Can people find the Soul Solution everywhere? It comes out this fall, so you'll be able to pre-order it shortly. And yes, I'm very excited for you to read it. So thank you so much. Join me online, join our community. And I just really want women everywhere to just feel more relaxed, more easeful, and fulfill your greatest potential, you know, so you can have big dreams and pursue them in a more sustainable way. That's my wish for you. Yes, my wish for everyone, including myself too. So thank you, Vanessa. <laughs>
Thank you, Kara. Have a wonderful day. You too. And you can watch more Kara's Cures where we explore the cutting edge of wellness right here on the WFSB streaming news app. If you're watching there, you can also listen to all the episodes of the Kara's Cures podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin. I like to share this content there. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.